The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, mean advice show for the modern era. My name is Justin McElroy, and I'm your oldest brother. My name is Midla's brother, and I and I'm <laughs> Travis, your brother. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin Rock and Roll McElroy. I have an emergency that needs to be addressed immediately. Is it Travis's microphone? Should no, we? Travis's microphone is fine. Don't see you fucking draw people's attention to it. Now they're now they can't unsee. I think they'll figure the out. They talk to did, us. No, you did the same thing with the person mowing the lawn, yep. and you were like, "They'll hear it. They'll yeah, hear right. it." And then we got they a million complaints, it, and now I'm gonna get a million tweets saying, "Why was Travis recording on a fucking talk boy? Why was he recording on a goddamn yak back?" Can I get to my emergency? Do your bit. We all. It's not a bit. It's life or death. Uh, uh, we are recording. We have one hour to record the best show of our lives. Uh, it's kind of like the movie Speed. We're under a deadline. Uh, and right before we, like, right once the call had started and we had started the recording, I reached for my can of crisp, refreshing Pepsi Max and realized that it was empty. Oh my God. Brothers, I have no beverages. Can you hear it already? I can. Oh. You're getting all creaky and croaky oh. like some sort of mountain man, like some sort of man made it like cleft into a mountain face. Oil can. Pepsi Max. Yeah. Pepsi Max me. It's not inaccurate because once while living in Chicago, I had to change my license plate, but the screws were rusted on and I fucking used Pepsi Max to, to, to dissolve, the, to dissolve that, that rust right off there. And it yeah, works. There you go. That's a thing you can do, but I'm like... I'm and you're putting that out. you're putting that in your shit box, Justin. So just food I, for thought. I'm freaking out though. Like I'm freaking out because I have no beverage and I must record a comedy podcast with no drink at all. Yeah. Um, as, I, as those of you who are at the Midwest live shows know, I need a certain sort of drink for those. But I'm just talking about like a general beverage. Yeah, like a cons- wet, like fluid. a wet fluid. I'm freaking out. I'm I already thinking it. about exit strategies. Hey, Justin. We're yeah, going to make it through this together. And I, I just, I know that you're in a panic Ugh. state, but I do have to point out that the movie Speed did not involve them having to drive for an hour or else the film would have been called Duration. <laughs> well, it would have been great, though, if it was like, we have to drive for an hour because that's the closest store that has Pepsi Max. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have two other qualifying factors to this. Uh, one, I ate three spicy buffalo wheat thins before I realized doing? the what beverage you- situation. And also, I have a bowl of of uh, leftover Honey Nut Cheerios milk that is next to me. And this episode for me is about not drinking it because I am I'm worried I'm going to get desperate. You know what I mean? Like without a beverage. So when huh. we hear the sound, the telltale sound of sloppy slopping coming from your oh, and there it goes. Not yet. Not yet. I'm not. I can't do it. Jesus, yet. take the wheel. Uh, specifically from Justin's And hand. when you say leftover Cheerios, it's 5 o'clock it's in the It's 5 afternoon. p.m. somewhere specifically it's been sitting, here. sitting for a while. Oh, yes. God damn it. Don't. Don't do I'm it, Justin. Do it. I'm not going to do Ask it. Ask her a question instead. This is an advice show for the modern era. I should have mentioned before. Uh, also, a quick thank you to everybody who came to those shows. We'll be um, trickling those out uh, over the next few months, I'm assuming. Uh, so if we make like recurring jokes they were recorded in three nights in succession but thank you to everybody who came out that was a lot of fun um, i think the i think the only thing we'll probably end up referring back to from the trip was the time that we did a live show that two people two and a half people got engaged well four, sorry four and a half people five people got engaged at our Milwaukee yeah. live show um also speaking of live shows i believe we'll be announcing a new batch of those at the end of this episode holy oh. shit will we that is correct yeah we will yes we will serendipity Wow, stay God tuned. Damn. Stay tuned. Yeah. Where's it going to be? Ah, they're already gone. They all fast forwarded. You guys want to kick it for a little while? 
Yeah. yeah. Let's just get. Do I? So I have time to go grab a drink. Fuck no, you don't. Let's nope. hit some answers, dog. All right, let's get some answers going. Here we go. First, I want to tell you guys about. I was watching Survivor last night. Did you guys watch Survivor last oh, night? Fuck Survivor. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got yeah. time to chat. Um, the it there was an amazing moment on last night Survivor where Jeff Probst was like, it was the reward challenge, and Jeff Probst says. And once you get to the end of that zip line, what's going to be waiting for you is a picnic. And these adults were like, woo. And then Jeff Probst adds, a pizza picnic. And the, these 13 adults lose their minds. Yeah. Like, the idea of a pizza picnic was so thrilling to them that they that, that they were willing to, to climb or, or solve or whatever Jeff had, swallow, whatever Jeff had in store for them. <laughs> they had to get to that pizza picnic. And, and, one, and, like, and I get it. They were trying, one guy was trying to decide somebody else to take on the trip, and this woman was like, super fan. Of what? Pizza? Uh, picnics? Yeah, all of us are, yeah, all of yeah. us. That describes all of us. Super fan of pizza picnics? Or do you mean survivor? As in, like, as if to say that somehow qualifies you more. What's your favorite part of survivor? Ooh, definitely when they eat pizza on it. I like uh, the parts of Survivor when they visit like uh, developing nations and they, oh, they yeah. bring school books a, to the kids. Oh, so enriching this cultural exchange. You're welcome. And then they have a secret meal. They always have a secret meal before or after that they don't invite the native peoples to. That's yeah. just the secret, uh, secret American meal. Anyway, here's the questions. I have several jobs where I lost and found bins would fill up with pretty nice clothes that stayed there for months on end. My question is twofold. First, oh, 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 that cotton mouth. First, what is the statute of limits? What if I got like really good at pronunciation? My problem. This yeah, that's the secret. Your mouth has been, been too oh, wet. Case of moist mouth, though. Moist time. mouth. What is the statute of limitations on lost and found items? How long do I have to wait until I can claim one as my own? Second, what is the statute of limitations on wearing clothes to work that I scored from lost and found at work? <laughs> that's from free clothes in california uh, there's an important factor here do you think and of course they can't answer because that's not how this communication system works but do you think that this is a job in which they are pretty sure that the clothing are left by customers or left by other people that work there or it is left by the ceo or whatever boss like figure exists in this establishment um, who just stocks the lost and found with tight-looking clothes to make them think that they have a certain level of clientele coming in that can just lackadaisically leave their their clothes lying around, and so they think the business is doing very, very well. Is that a Mark Echo hoodie? Nice, nice. Somebody, we ha we get we're, we're doing playing in that great. we're playing in that Mark Echo money apparently. <laughs> I know we laid off 14 people last week, but I guess we're doing Mark Echo good. Are those, are those Dolce & Gabbana jams? Who <laughs> wore those into the store? We, we are attracting quite the clientele here. Maybe it's a test. What? 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 How could this be, brothers? How, can, how are people leaving their fucking clothes behind? But that's what I'm saying, because if it's customers, I totally get it. Because, like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, did I leave it at the movies? Did I, we went out for coffee at, where did I leave my hoodie? You yeah. know, that thing. But, like, if you work there, then you're like, okay, I had it when I got to work. I didn't have it when I got home. It's like, where's, work. where's my under, where's my Oxford shirt? I wore it to work, and I got home, and I didn't have it on. Was I robbed? Where's my sweet Under Armour workout clothes? I where, are my, where are my pants? I went to see Fifty Shades of Grey, and then I... Uh, oh, okay, uh, now I remember. solved. I took my pants off and jerked off into them. <laughs> I was trying to do a more tasteful Prairie Home Companion-style bit about that, Griffin, but that's fine if you want to get... If you want to get <laughs> Jerky Boy's raunch in the, in the episode, that's fine. <laughs> I don't see... Let's take your peanut butter... And my chocolate, <laughs> and jerk off into it. It's me, Garrison Keeler. Nailing it. That's Your really good. toilet's running. You Commit. better go catch Prince Albert. Yeah. Pranks, jerky. Yeah. <laughs> jerky, it's Garrison Keeler. I got red shoes. Jerky. I'm call you sing a fake song about biscuits, jerky. Travis, are you okay? <laughs> what? <laughs> You, just, you sound very. You sound the sickest I've ever heard a person sound. No, that's Maybe just my when old you're doing man your, jerky boy. That's your my jerky old, men. Your jerky keeler. 
Okay. I just got worried about you for a second. You I've guys been want- ill lately, and I haven't been oh. able to drink many beverages, jerky. Wow. It's like a it's like a very <laughs> lucid death rattle. Do you guys want it's, a Yahoo? It sounds like a disease <laughs> that should be named after him. Like, Tell that's my loved ones I'll miss them, jerky. I've got terminal jerky keeler. How about a Yahoo answer? Yeah. What's that? Uh, it's a service where people barf onto the internet and then I sc- people scrape it up and present it to me like, like pr- dogs. Like, we lap like, it up and shit out jokes. Uh huh. Um, thank you to Matt Estevez who scraped this barf up and presented it to me like a like a proud dog. Uh, it's by Yahoo <laughs> Answers. Thanks for this dead bird to our doorstep. Uh, it's by uh, Dead Bird Ethan who asks, best non-beginner snake. I am getting a new snake, but I don't want an amateur level snake such as a ball python or corn snake. Update, I have a budget of $400 or- <laughs> Update, please help, snake attack. <laughs> I have a budget of, <laughs> okay, slightly less on the expertise scale. <laughs> Something between ball python and the anaconda from anaconda. Maybe you go with snake Pliskin. He requires a lot of care and feeding, and he's always trying to escape. Uh huh. That's depth. a difficult. That's his, a challenge. His depth perception is terrible. So don't maybe maybe try can... some sort of solid snake. Yeah, just <laughs> one be... long solid snake. Yeah, don't try and get any liquid snakes. I always wondered about that. That's not yeah. a good code name for like a super super duper spy. Autocon. Like... I'm out of rats. Timmy hasn't come back to feed me. Yeah. Do you think that that was a subtle reference to like solid snake was like a boner? <laughs> like I had a real, like I saw Debbie last night. She was looking real good. I got a real you, solid snake. I'm not gonna I mean? fucking yes and this shit. If you want to see it through to its natural conclusion, that's on you. No, I'll help you, you out. With this? I'll do a whole self dialogue about it. You're saying Hideo Kojima was like, "What can we do? What can we name this person that will be the most?" Dude, studliest name imaginable. And it's like, how about Guy Hardcock? And it, no, can we get something <laughs> with a little bit more illusion than that? Some something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more Prairie Home Companion, a little bit less Jerky Boys. I really um, like the idea of somebody like looking at somebody else with a ball python and being like, "Ugh." Can I can I ask an important question though? How yes. do, how do you measure snake expertise? How do how do you Here's here's my snake expertise. You want to know what it is? I've never been bitten by a snake, so I think I'm pretty fucking good at it, right? I, th- I think I'm pretty good at snakes. I live in Texas. It's not out of the the realm of possibilities. I've seen a snake. When you uh when you buy a snake, they actually give you a little counter that you hang on the wall and it says like days since swallowed, right? And if mm-hmm. you and it ticks up every day, and if you get to like a hundred, that seems like a pretty good streak. You're ready. Then for the you next get level. to cash. You get to cash that card in. And they're like, "Oh, in a hundred days, okay. Here's a king cobra." But you, well, you, well, king yeah, cobras think, can be sweethearts actually if you milk them properly. I think um, the the, oh. the hardest thing about owning a snake would be learning to overcome the urge, like when you see the snake when you walk into a room, like, "Give me an axe." Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a snake. I gotta <laughs> kill it. Well, yeah. I bought you. Do you guys want to hear a fun a fun true snake anecdote? Is oh. it even remotely funny? Yeah. Bob- <laughs> Bob and Bradbury and Teresa and I Not went gonna be to as funny as that. We went oh. to the Cincinnati Zoo. Okay. And we were walking around. We were drinking some beers. We were getting a mild zoo drunk. They have that? Yeah. And we walked into the reptile house and as we walked in, I passed this tiny bearded gentleman who who was wearing a zoo staff shirt, panicking at a door, and he just turned to me with no preface and said, Hold this and dumped a giant snake in my arms. That's so and turned fresh. back to the door, and his key had gotten stuck in the door, and he was panicking, which did not put me at ease. But and then he you left use... me standing there with no explanation. Travis, like there is no way this happened. This it, did not happen at a professional zoo. Proof of it was it <laughs> was it a zoo or was it like a dream a, zoo in your a mind? Dream zoo that you dreamed. No, this was real, and I it was fucking terrifying. What kind of snake was it? It was a yellow one. Oh, mm. maybe a, uh, a San Francisco garter snake. Maybe it's a corn snake. No, yeah, he corn- was bigger than that. He seemed he had a mean look in his eye. How um, what do you do with your old snake when you? Because you obviously can't keep these snakes together. Snakes hate each other so much. You know why snakes are so fast? Is they have to be fast because as soon as they're born, their mom turns around. And is like a swallow gulp. They are the gulpinest animals around, and for that reason, I I have a sinister love for them. 
Um, but what do you do when you get a new, harder snake? You have you, to what pass do you do your with the, snake to a novice. I guess that's true. There's probably a Craigslist like chapter, a chapter oh. of Craigslist just full of old snakes. Just old basic snakes. You got a real basic snake there. Do you get snake trade in credit if you at trade snake in stuff. your at snake stop? Do, do you get snake <laughs> trade in credit for your all used snakes? Hey, I guess you'll never believe it. We got a Western Hognose dropping next month. That's really gonna blow your mind. Do you want to reserve it? And, and we also can sell you a subscription to Snake Informer for $15 a month. It's a really great deal, and that's going to get you 10% off the Taiwan Beauty Snake. Start brushing up on your flute, because we've got some of those scary vipers in baskets. You ready for the next level? <laughs> Mario's at it again. I'm bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend and I attend Planet Fitness regularly. The first Monday of every month, they provide free pizza? Okay. Due to my work... Okay, well, okay wait. Due to my my girlfriend and I attend Planet Reading Fitness it sl- again is regularly. not going to make this goddamn sentence make any the more fucking Monday sense. The first Monday of every month, they provide free pizza? Why does a gym have a fucking cheat date built? I guess I get it. Like, make them feel like g- pizza garbage and then get them up on those fucking ellipticals or whatever. People, I guess it's like people who are like, God, it's so hard to get to the gym. And someone's like, well, well once a week, it is not. Once week, once week is very easy. There. there is a pre-scheduled pizza picnic. Anyway, due to my work schedule, we can only get there at the tail end of the pizza offerings, and we don't want to eat then work out. So is it okay to just go eat some pizza and leave? Are we good? That's from Planet Pizza in Pennsylvania. What is happening? What the fuck? I mean, you're lying to us. Hey, guys, 420. You're lying to <laughs> us, which I don't appreciate. Um, because there's no way that, why would it, no, there's no, unless it's like fucking f- flatbread, you know, what it, what did they call oh, it? Yeah. Squitiza. Okay. It's like square flat pizza. It's like a pizza flatbread. Yeah. Flatbread. I'm pretty much over it, by the way. Oh, I, there yeah. was flatbread at every hotel we went to. Uh, that's pizza. You're, you're either pizza or shit. Like, just be pizza flatbread. Stop trying to sound healthier than you are. Yeah. There was a flatbread at one of the hotels that had marinara, pepperoni, and cheese on it. Hey, hey, you're a pizza. Travis has sent us an image. Travis wants to send us an image file. Going to look at this. And Travis has just sent us a picture of him with a snake. Sorry, Travis. Didn't mean to doubt you. That wasn't a lie, but this fucking workout pizza definitely still is. Uh, I don't understand. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if this isn't like a Planet Fitness promotion? Because that, again, is fucking patently insane. Maybe one person who works at Planet Fitness uh, buys a pizza for themselves every week to enjoy <laughs> and then leaves the room and comes back as like, again, Yogi, I'm going to get Got you. Me pizza thief. Somebody keeps like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtlesing me. They scarf my za. I have a more sinister theory, and that is that there's a sort of panopticon that exists in the Planet Fitness um, universe, where it's it's probably the most a personal uh, panopticon, a personal panopticon, uh, a, a network of surveillance for Mister Fitness himself, the owner of the whole franchise. Uh, once a month, can just watch people just slammed down on some pizza in his place of business. And like the denial of pizza from himself gives, gives him like the raginous solid snake. Like you could ever imagine a human being. <laughs> having. And it's like fucking, it's a super fit and muscular boner. Um, and it's like the best one that you could, that anyone can possibly get. And the only way he can get it is through his big brother style pizza surveillance system. Is it possible that this is a honeypot that they're trying to keep you needing the planet fitness services for longer? How's his progress going, Jeremy? It's going pretty good, Phil Fitness. I think he's just about really fit. Well, unleash the czar. And then you order, he orders pizza from a store. Right, that's it. By unleashing it, he gets another place to make it. Don't tip very well. Planet Fitness isn't doing super great. I'm not made of money, Jeremy. Is it possible? Single topping, Jeremy. (laughs) 
<laughs> is this a uh, is this like a muscle confusion, like a tummy confusion type of thing? Whereas your tummy's like, oh, fuck yeah, thanks, Griffin. We're taking it to Pizza Town. Why are you running? Why are you running? No, I want to no, watch no. old episodes of Parks and Recreation and just chill. <laughs> For once. For once, I thought we were going to play Persona on the couch, and now you're running. You confuse me. Oh, I, man, I just lost 30 pounds. Thanks, Griffin. I, I I think that the the problem with that is that your tummy, upon sensing the workout, this is the way the body works, your tummy, upon sensing the workout, is like, oh, no, the pizza, i got to hold on to it. Stay with me, pizza, don't run away. So your tummy is going to hold all that pizza. It's not going to digest it because it's so worried about losing those precious pizza calories. Exactly. That's exactly right, Justin. Because when you're, like, running on a treadmill, you know what's happening? That pizza's just falling out of you, just falling out of your tummy. And so your tummy's got to hold on tight. Ooh, good. Stay in me. Stay in me. <laughs> I love you, pizza. You guys this, want another I think you've picked a bad place to get fit. And I think you should change. This question should end with, should I change gyms? Because this is a bad one, apparently, where they serve pizza. I think it people. sounds like the best possible gym. Uh, I can't believe that wasn't a Yahoo. Yeah, that's like, a really weird that, situation to find yourself in. That was a human being question. Wait, uh, wait, we didn't actually answer it? Oh, uh, fucking absolutely not. It's like you can't go to church on Donut Sunday and slam those donuts and then say, I don't need to hear the Lord's word this week later. I got my donuts and like through them, I channeled the Lord's good blessing. (laughs) This Yahoo was sent in by Recognize the Game of Rachel Sperling. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user SDXZXZ. Didn't even try. Who asks? Ladies. I bring my guitar almost everywhere to impress women. Does this work? For example, if I go to a party or a store, I'll usually bring my case with me. And if I see a woman I like, I will get it out and play it, hoping she hears. What I don't understand is why it doesn't seem to work. The other day, I was at Target. The most attractive woman I've seen in years was shopping and got my guitar out and played Wonderwall, but she didn't come over. I went and asked her out, and what she said a no. Rigid jerk. Don't women love guitar players? I'm confused right now. It's work a few times, but not as often as I thought. My coworkers like it at least. I think <laughs> my coworkers at the weed store love it. <laughs> I think the problem is song choice. You have to pick the right song that's going to lure them in. I. Uh, personally have always found that Bob Dylan's I Know How to Use This Thing Between My Legs real good. Would you like to try mm-hmm. it out sometime? Uh-huh. Uh, off of Bob Dylan Unplugged you, and Unrecorded give me is a, a good... <laughs> it's just a person telling... It's just a, that album is just a person telling you about how great that album was. Yeah. Um, can you give me a few bars of I Know How to Use This Thing Between My Legs Look real between good. my legs and you're gonna see the thing that I'm talking about. It's my So this thing is early, John. I'm guessing this is before he goes electric, but right around when he went eclectic, uh, he did a lot of novelty <laughs> hits. <laughs> I know how to use this thing between my legs, and then do you want to see how I use it on you? It's good. This is a song about vaginas, too. Uh, it's all inclusive, no matter what you want to use. I know how to use it on you. So, Bob, Dylan. tangled up in blue. Oh, see, okay, <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? Later, that song. No, that actually, that was a, a, a mishap with a blue cable. His penis got tangled up into it. And he removed surgically. His, his penis and his vagina. He this was gives me a great it. idea. Yeah. Your, your Dylan sounds a little irkly. <laughs> Just a curdery. Just a little bit. You sound like Billy Bob from the Rock of Fire Explosion. Can I get some cheese, please? <laughs> Did I do that? Did I do that? Tangled up in Carl. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna make me step on when you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out if I, uh, don't know more Dylan songs or don't know more Urkel references. Yeah, <laughs> really, it's I, hard I'm, to make the two. Apparently, I know exactly the same amount. Of both. 
<laughs> well, you, that, that means you just store them in the same filing cabinet in your brain. Right. <laughs> oh, this over here? Uh, let's see what's stored in here. Oh, uh, looks like uh, this is Dylan references and Urkel quotes. I don't know why these got filed together. So thirsty. Should we go to the money zone so you can get a fucking drink? Yeah, you guys do this ad. Sponsor today is Me Undies. Uh, you're tired of uh, a drought down there, or you're tired of moisture down there, I should say. I guess like the opposite problem from what I have in my mouth right now. Uh, then you're gonna need a pair of Me Undies. They're magical underwear. They're not magical. Sorry. They're um, they're the most comfortable underwear that you are ever gonna put on. They fit great. They don't ride up, and they actually pull moisture away from your skin to keep you cool and dry. Can you prove they're not magical? Is there, pr- is there is there substantial proof that they're not magical? Because I'm I'm betting if you put these like over a dead goose, it'll come back to life. They're ma- there's magic everywhere. Griffin. I'm telling you right now that I'm wearing me undies and they feel pretty dang magical. Okay, on my I'm, zone. I'm, I just want to reiterate not, our policy of not informing our brothers of what is touching our dicks at any. Okay, I'm not. You guys hold your ears. Hold your ears, brothers. Okay. Okay. It's touching my dick right now, and it feels great. terrific. I'm not wearing me undies. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit I'm not wearing me undies right now. I'm wearing some store brand uh, uh, boxer briefs, and it feels like I'm sitting on a fucking manwich. <laughs> it's just sloppy and terrible down there. Me Have undies, you checked? Me undies is good. Yeah, are, you may be. Um, note that me undies will not protect you if you sit on a manwich. They, they will. They <laughs> will. Five percent of people are sitting on a manwich at any point in the world, and they don't know it. You're really short selling these me undies, Justin, because you don't know if that's true or not. That's true, Griffin. Meundies.com slash my brother is going to save you. 20% off. This level of quality would normally cost you twice as much as you're going to pay at MeUndies. And now you can save even more. Go to MeUndies.com slash brother and get 20% off your first order. And you're going to get free shipping. Save even more when you buy a pack. So go get them. We hear from people all the time about how much they love MeUndies. Uh, and you should get on that list. Uh, we also want to tell you, it's it's a favorite of ours. It's a favorite of Max Funds. I'm sure you've heard all about it. But in case you haven't, in case you are maybe new to the world, were you just born, baby? Well, then listen up. We're going to tell you about Harry's. Harry's is a, a razor uh, supply company. Is that the best way to describe it, would you say? A, a razor giver. A razor giver. But they, razor but you, you, do have to, you do have to pay for them. I'm, I'm sorry. They don't just give you them. Yes. Just like in The Giver, you have to pay for your memories. Um, My Brother, My Brother, Me is sponsored by Harry's.com. We love them. We shave our faces with them. Harry's razors offer a high-quality shave that's better for your face and your wallet. We've all been there. We've all walked into the – we won't use any brand-name stores here, but let's say the BVS – and we've said, like, (laughs) we'll take a razor, and they had the – ball greens. Ball greens. The (laughs) – <laughs> the fruits, that's probably fine. Fruits is fine. Fuck fruits. fruits. Fuck fruits, though. Right aid, fuck you too. You're done. More like wow. wrong aid. And then you go to the person at the counter, you say, I want a razor. They unlock it for you, they ring it up, and it's like $40. And you're like, that's BS. BS. Then they, then they take one of the razors out. They cut themselves with it. Just to show you that these are, in fact, very sharp blades, and they cut themselves on the arm with it, and and you feel really guilty about that. Because I don't, I don't want to watch another person cut their arm with the razor that I'm, I'm ostensibly going to use later, just to prove to me that it's sharp enough. It's and not. So you it's leave, not right. You spent forty dollars, and you've lost a little bit of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, what if I told you you could get from Harry's a starter set for just fifteen dollars? Whoa! What do you I get know, that? and it includes a razor foaming shave gel or shave cream and three razor blades plus free shipping we're gonna give it to you for ten dollars if you go to harrys.com you get five dollars off the starter set with the code my brother all one word you're gonna get it for ten dollars that's such a good deal start shaving better today harrys.com my brother uh got a uh this is a new one for us uh, uh a friend of the show by which i mean a listener who gave us money I'm going to introduce you to a listener named Chance Gibbs. Here's a message from Chance. He's an English teacher who has lost 175 pounds. That's right. 
175 pounds. As you can imagine, extra skin hangs off me like a flappy flag when there's no breeze. It's not cute. I've done all the hard work to lose weight, and now I need the help Speak of the Speak for yourself. AM, yeah, daddy-like. To ra- the He needs the help from our army to raise $33,000. Uh, he needs to get that extra skin removed. Uh, go to uh, bit.ly forward slash chance needs surgery. That's bit.ly forward slash chance needs surgery and uh, kick in some cash and he's going to send you some of the skin they can. No. no. And, and I got to say, 33000 seems a little steep. I think I could probably get that shit off you for maybe a good. No problem at all. 1500 I could probably do about 1500 for you if you want. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. Did you want to be alive afterwards? Oh, you didn't want to live through it, did you? Oh, okay. Well, if you want to be alive through it, you may want to do this thirty-three k. Uh, if you donate, if you donate uh, uh, twelve thousand dollars, he'll explain the ending of Lost to you. Ooh. So that's you got that to look forward to. Because the secrets are hidden in his folds. Go to bit.ly forward slash chance needs surgery. You peel back one of the folds and says, "Here's why there are only four toes on that statue." Thank you for visiting my skin, my skin palace. Griffin, what's the next message? This final ya- This final Yahoo. Wow. What? Nope. This uh, final message is for the people of Earth. I just read it. This final, <laughs> I'm going to just take a fucking sprinting leap at it. The, the fiery chasms in front of us, the, the exit rocket ship, the, the escape pod is right in front of us. We have to jump over the pit. I'm running. This message is for the people of Earth, and it's from Chris, who says... TP for my bunghole! So if you've ever spent $100 and think, <laughs> ugh, I just wasted it, you have not wasted it the worst that anybody's ever wasted $100. And I, need I don't to know be what you're e- talking about. That is solid. That was and a I need solid to, goof. I gotta be explicitly clear here. The message is parenthetical to the tune of Welcome to the Jungle in parenthetical TP for my bunghole. Solid. That's the whole bit, Chris. Solid. I, I did Money as, well spent. I did as good as I could. I still got a little bit of a sore throat from the live Do you show. You want me to try? Uh, yeah. Ahem. I'm worried that you're. Deep in from a bunghole. Was that better? No. A little too high. Let me Just try. Maybe a little. Try. You went about two octaves too high on that one. You, yeah. Deep in from my bunghole. <laughs> Nailed it. That's Nailed somebody's it. new text message alert. <laughs> Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Rendered. It's a show about making meaning and breaking rules. We're answering important questions like, can you build a spacesuit in your living room? I went to my brother's place in Beaverton and um, he has a swimming pool and I pressurized the suit and sat down there underwater for about 10 minutes. The thing that I had built was supporting my life. That felt really good. What does it sound like when you play a polka record through a styrofoam cup? And what happens when an airport carpet gains a cult following? Oh my goodness, the carpet has an Instagram. Check out Rendered now at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. I've been doing comedy for about a year now and I find that more and more I'm being introduced to people as a comedian. How do I deal with the dreaded, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. Let me try that again. Oh, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. And that's response. from that's from Mrs. Bighead from Rocco's Modern Life. Obviously, I don't you. feel the need to prove my merits to the boorish people who ask this. You sound funny. But uh, what I'd like to hear you three do in this situation, you must get this crap once in a while. Uh, what am I? A joke jukebox is the name of that question asker. You, oh. you actually don't get a lot when you say, like, I'm a podcaster. Right. The, say, oh, yeah. then podcast for me. I, I have literally in my life never described myself as a comedian. In my fucking life, I would never do that. No. Not but isn't that a crazy years. thing to say? Like, no one's like, oh, I'm a baker. And, like, no one's like, oh, you're a baker. Bake something for me right me now. Some, I need some fucking banana bread now. Let's see what you got, motherfucker. Here's some yeast. Oh, you're a butcher? Kill this dog. Kill this dog in front of me. (laughs) You can't just say shit, butcher. (laughs) Wait, you're a sociopath? Here, (laughs) prove it on this bird. (laughs) Sicko. Uh, I mean, I never would say, like, I don't let anybody, 
know that I'm supposed to do jokes on the internet. Like I just never tell anybody. That's my workaround. I tell people, I uh, people ask what I do. I say I write about video games, and then I just watch as the interest drains from their face. <laughs> <laughs> you can. It's like sands from an hourglass. Yeah. The conversation just fizzles out like a campfire. Someone just dumped Gatorade on. Sometimes I'll the... just start explaining the rules to Magic the Gathering until they walk right. away. In oh, what do I do? Detail. Great question. Great so question. here's how resources work. You're going to want to tap your mana, and then, um, oh, man. I feel like the appropriate response to this is if someone's like, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. You just go like, <laughs> no, and then you, like, say anything else. Mm, that seems good, Trav. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what are they going to say if they're like, no, <laughs> I been, said tell me a joke. This has been classic conversation enders with Travis McElroy. Who, who is this person? Who who is this person that is? This is not a joke, by the way. It'd be great if you busted out like a, some Seinfeld shit, like I'm about to. But um, who is who is this person that hears <laughs> your comedian and then responds with, "Tell me a joke." What what person exists that does that? No, I I can't. It's beyond the fucking pale that anybody would ever do this to you enough to to give you this psychosis that you've I, obviously developed. I, I imagine, not being a comedian myself, that it's the kind of job title that when you say it, people are immediately incredulous. Because it's not like you could say, like, I'm a teacher, and people are just like, okay, why would you lie about that? But I imagine if you say, like, oh, I'm, I'm like, a comedian professionally, I, I think as people have a hard time believing that they might actually meet somebody who is funny professionally. You know what I mean? So they feel the need to, like, oh, really? Prove it. Which I is, like, a- the worst. I had an experience along these lines yesterday. I called uh, 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 sort of like a customer service place about something that's too boring to recount. And uh, a guy asked, you know, how how is doing? And I said, well, I'm a little tired. I just got back from, I uh, was doing a, uh, I was in these cities, you know, in, in the Midwest. And he said, what are you doing? And it was like a little tour. My brother and I do a comedy show because he said he was in Minneapolis, right? So that's what prompted it. Now I remember. And uh, he said, well, I'm, I wish I'd heard about that. I would have tried to make it out. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Really? You would have? I think that would have been a weird show for you to come out to, but like, I appreciate that. And then he adds, yeah, I mean, everybody needs to laugh. And I was like, yeah. 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 Especially you, it sounds like. I I guess. Yeah. Like how, how bad do you need to laugh where you hear about a comedy show from three chuckleheads you've never heard of and thought, man, I wish I could have made it out. Damn, that sounds fucking good. I wish I could have gone to that thing with no context whatsoever. I know it was just a pleasantry, but man, I, it was a, bit, a bridge too far. You should have held them to it and be like, can I get your contact info? Yeah. When, we might be coming out, out again. I'll um, put you on the VIP list. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the VIP. Yeah. I get that a lot for my job as a game journalist. I tell people I'm a game journalist and they say, what do you think of the new Battlefield? And I say, I don't play that fucking garbage. And then I cash a $15,000 check from Activision. <laughs> and they see me They see me do all of that and they say, okay, all well right. done. Now I get, I buy it. It seems like a good field. You How much? 15000 15, Okay, it sounds about right. How about a Yahoo? Yeah, I was about to ask. Maybe hit, you hit By you the way, up. everybody, at some point during this program, I covertly have obtained a Pepsi Max. You'll never know how. Uh, uh, wow. It's, people are going to be ferreting that one out for years. This Yahoo was sent in by Zoe Kinski. Uh, she's been sending out a lot of good stuff. She's moving up the leaderboards. Thank you, Zoe. It's by Yahoo. I need a bit for her soon. Yeah, I know. It's breaking my back. It's the new, it's the new jingles. It's by Yahoo Answers user Josh, who asks... What would you do if an Arby's manager punched you in the face? <laughs> All right. Ironically, if you're about to eat Arby's, it's not the worst thing to have happened to you in that no. video. <laughs> uh, so, uh, buckle in. It's a little bit long. Okay, so my friend and I go into an Arby's to get some food last night. Not going to lie, kind of short on cash, so we don't order any drinks. Instead, ask for a water cup when our food is ready, you know? The manager tells us in a real douchebag way that the water isn't working and no, we can't have a water cup. It was like we were asking him anything outrageous, just a cup. Oof. I ask for something else, and he just continues to be way too concerned about his job. I'm a server. I work in a restaurant, so I think this guy's crazy, one, for being so rude. Two, he has to be able to supply us with something to drink. We finish our meal, and I decide it would be funny if I knock a rather large stack of cups that are sitting on the counter. Oops. 
Mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh-huh. Now this be a real is, chuckle fest. Now this is where it gets interesting. My okay. friend and I proceed to the exit. There's a guy at the door. He's using the usual fuck you, blah, 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 verbal fighting stuff. We kind of <laughs> laugh and continue walking towards the car. Halfway to the car, I get clocked in the face from behind. You, Wait, someone what? punched you through the back of your skull and punched the, the front of your face bones off. My manager <laughs> ran out of the store with two other employees, punched me in the face, and the other employee shoved my friend to the ground. I got hit pretty good. This guy had a running start, and I was completely blindsided. I was. Well, you, well, you didn't see his, If you looked to your left, you would have seen Tyler Durden like, yeah, that's right. How do you feel like a man? Uh, feel like a strong man. I was he down knocked for a over second. your cups. My friend jumped right up from being shoved. He saw me get whacked. So naturally, he's defending me. I didn't really see that part, but I know he got him a few good times. The guy ended up running in with blood all over his lip and shirt. The other two guys are just talking shit to me, surrounding me, trying to scare me. A man pulls up and breaks up the fight. We go straight home. I have a huge fat lip. My jaw won't even close right. My teeth hurt really bad. Friend's shirt is ripped up, blood all over it. We talk about it for a while. Figure we should call the cops, so we do. Arby's had called the cops too, exaggerated the story, told them we threw stuff and fought them first, whatever you know. We called the, we told the cops our story, but what do we do now? What would you do if an Arby's manager punched you in the fucking grill? Don't you guys feel like, listening to this story, that this person telling the story like is about to say, oh, I guess I should also mention we were really belligerently drunk, but I don't think that has any impact on the story whatsoever. I should mention we were very high on um, uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms, and we may have been at our home the entire time. This may be a fiction, like the time- We might have been fighting each other. This might have been like the time the world's worst zoo employee handed Travis a snake in his mind. Yes. He he hastily photoshopped a picture of it. And then Uh I called the police, and the police said, Travis, you've been home all day because you've called us 20 times. Also, the snake called us beforehand (laughs) and told us his side of the story. Also said, I'm worried about Travis. He's been locked in his house all day. Also, you're still high. And you'll never not be high, Travis. Um, I'm not interested in talking about the fight. It fucking happened. It's wrong. Violence is not the answer. It's not funny. We shouldn't laugh at the violence. What is hilarious, gut buster, is how you seek justice for this act. <laughs> what do you do? Call the cops. The cops said they called us first and told us their side story. We have no proof. It's an Arby's. The fucking beef oils all over the place just completely get rid of any fingerprints we could have used to figure out this crime. Right. Uh, it's going to be hard to CSI this one. So it's the, your word against theirs, and they work at Arby's. So you lose, just sort of de facto. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know how decrepit you have to be if, if, for the cops to say, well? I hear what you're saying, but this Arby's manager is giving us a different story, and we're going to have to go with him. Because he, he, it's an institution. Yeah. Why do we always have to be so hard on Arby's? I like Arby's. They serve fine food. Everyone I've ever interacted with there has always been pleasant. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we have people listening that work in an Arby's. So That's they, fine, so they fine fucking cold clock every tenth person that comes to the store. <laughs> so you punch the occasional dildo. Who cares? They shouldn't have been in the store knocking over your cups. And, and throwing things and fighting with people and starting fights. That's right. I I bought the Arby's story, too. I don't buy this email. You're an Arbypologist. This sounds like you're trying. You're angling for a class action lawsuit. Get everybody together who's ever been punched by an Arby's manager, and you guys are going to try to bring down big beef. And I'm not having it. But the, the sheer number of people who've been punched in the fucking grill by an Arby's manager is so enormous at this point that you'd end up getting, like, a buck sixteen. Maybe right. you'd have to. Sp- you would ironically have just enough to buy some jalapeno hush puppies at Arby's. And you promised yourself never again, never again, because you bought you door. bought some and you got fucking cold clocked, and then you ate one of them. And oh, the capucin. What Burn. if your What if your settlement came in the form of an Arby's gift certificate, and it just had like a picture of that manager? Like, here we go, <laughs> let's do this again. Let's kind of, you, are you going to come to Tango with me? Name the to place and time, this? motherfucker. Name the place and time, except this offer is can, no, not good on Fridays. You can sneak up on me and punch me in the face again. <laughs> Try it's, it. If I've been ready for you, oh, you and your two friends, Buford and Big Buford, I would have taken <laughs> you down. 
I just was there a small Buford sandwich by the way. They're talking about rallies, they Fuck. hate each other. They're different. Oh, places. you got to go to rallies and claim sanctuary. Or <laughs> gang war. That's what I'm saying. You go to rallies and you say, "I'm willing. Shh, I'm willing shh, to commit to you." It's okay, man. What they do to you over there? Now they, listen, we can figure out a way to get back at them, but I need to know: Are you willing to die for this? <laughs> are you willing to beef die in, for beef this? out, motherfucker? Beef, beef or die, motherfucker. Get out there. Here's a chain. Here's a box of tots. <laughs> You're gonna need both on that hard battlefield. Yeah, you're gonna find the them with the chain. Keep your strength up. Yeah, if you don't get confuse hit, them. You make sure if you get hit with, I don't know, a knife. If so, they hit you with an Arby's knife. You eat those tots, and your hit points are gonna come right back. <laughs> this is uh, fucking. Take this. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. It's, <laughs> it's a curly fry. It's Arby's city rampage. The problem with the curly fries at Arby's is it's very hard to judge how many fries you've eaten. No, oh, yeah. Because I like to eat about twenty fries a day, and if it's, with the Arby's. Uh, fries that they're very curly and long sometimes they're like four or five fries in there just like in yeah. one fry you know it, come on it, it obama could, yeah come on obama it could be it could be more accurately described as a bouquet yeah as a fry arrangement that's why you have to judge it by weight mm-hmm. or tummy feel are we done with the podcast yeah I think that was the end of it it felt like the end of it to me oh exciting news yeah let's chop this shit on him i'm tired of sitting on this on this news this bomb this news bomb. Uh, we're gonna gonna go back out in the road. When you ask, well, funny you should ask. This August, the last weekend of August, we at my brother, my brother, and me industries are coming to Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, and beautiful Vancouver, BC. That's right, our first international tour how many people how many people are listening to that hoping like the third city would be like des moines like just fuck that's a clear path baby portland straight to seattle and then down to houston now this is a really exciting bit if you are going to be in seattle for pax you will be able to come see us that saturday night it's uh august 28th 29th and 30th it's uh portland the 28th seattle the 29th and in Vancouver, BC on the 30th. And I'm you can super come excited, by us. the way. Me it's going to be crazy. I've never been to Portland or Canada. So, like, I'm pretty excited I, about it. I've that. never been to Seattle. I've never been to Portland. I've never been to Canada. This is big for me. This is the hat trick, the Canadian Maybe hat I trick. I hear the blues are calling, toss salad, and scramble eggs. So, that's the kind are. of stuff you can expect. Canada. Some really good Seattle themed goofs. <laughs> what do you got for Canada? What do, what do you got in store there? Maybe some. Uh, I'm just going to talk about Canadian Dragons then. I'm just going to talk talk about Kevin O'Leary and uh, Arlene. Are we going to tell him when and where Mitch. and how to get tickets? Uh, well, Trevor, are you going to make bit.ly links? We're not going to have tickets on sale until Friday. Uh, where can they go to like get those links? Like, We'll put them out on our Twitter page, obviously. Yeah, um, that's probably we'll, the most convenient, but you can also go to our Facebook page, just My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's um, My Brother, My Brother, and Me Appreciation Group. Is yeah, that one. Bit. And so they'll all be one. up on there. And you know what? We'll probably also post a video uh, to our YouTube channel announcing it there. So any of those three ways. But we'll uh, we'll probably put those links out earlier than the on sale date, which is going to be on little Griffin's birthday, April 17th. Yay. Is when tickets will go on sale uh, for those shows. So and if they sell out super fast and you don't get the, any, please don't yell at me. It's my fucking yeah, birthday. It's his fucking birthday. And, and they tend to. So they just to. don't hesitate. Don't wait. Yeah, don't, we, yeah, don't sleep on it. We never have any idea of how these things are going to do. The Seattle venue in particular is like a pretty big venue, but there's going to be like 80,000 people at PAX. So like, I have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. But be oh, safe. Oh, and it's not just my brother, my brother, and me. It's Sawbones as well. What? Yeah, so you get two awesome podcasts in one night. I was going to say, I noticed that one of these has a curfew. That's nice. <laughs> hey, boys. Time to get to bed. We had one another show we did. Didn't have Who comedy. Sleepy you boys. You were sleepy boys. Go to bed. We had a curfew at the Minneapolis show, I think. I didn't realize that. Anyway, uh, I hope we did not exceed it. I was not aware of it. No, we didn't. Uh, anyway, uh, our shows are uh, usually pretty uh, fun, according to people who go to them. 
Uh, sometimes five people get engaged. Sometimes five people get engaged. Sometimes I get a little tipsy. Sometimes. Um, little tipsy. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, we're coming to Seattle, Portland, and uh, Vancouver. And tickets are on sale on April 17th, which is a, what is that, Friday? Yep. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, should we say where we're going to be? We're going to be at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, the Moore Theater in Seattle, and the Chan Center, uh, Vancouver. So, uh we're super excited about it. And we hope you'll come out and, and see us and go to all of, of those shows. <laughs> come to them all. Can we they're, get... They're pretty close. Can we get John Roderick... Here's the problem. Can we get John Roderick to play for us the intro at the Seattle show now that he is running for Seattle City Council? Uh, I. You know what? The only way I'd agree to that... And by the way, if you want to read more about his platforms, you can go to voteroderick.com. Uh, and it, I don't understand any of it because it's all government. I thought it was a goof at first. It's a very serious. No, it's a yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's it's real. It's yeah, it's we don't usually like to get political here, but yeah, I yeah, like I like the cut out. of his jib. He's got some fucking good ideas, and yeah. um, his albums uh, inspired me more in college than any other musician on earth. So, so let's hear what he has to say so, about sewer maintenance. Yeah, uh, John Roderick. Uh, I, I will. I would love to have him play the intro f- to our show in Seattle. But what I want is for him to play the intro, and then once it's done, stand on stage and stare at us with his fucking fingers on the fretboard, just waiting for the outro. That's what I need. I need him to be like, <laughs> and the money. And the money's now, up. Is this now? Is this now? it? Is now it, here it comes. Now? Uh, uh, that and be- let him decide when the show ends. Yeah, yeah. If he starts playing the outro, that's it. That's all the joke. Can we also time night. it so that during the show he wins his city council election? <laughs> that would be so fucking Just, a- enormous. I want it to be a very important night for all of us. Uh, um, anyway, but those spe- are our spe- shows. Spe- speaking of, thank you, John Roger, and along with yeah. these for the theme song. It's a departure off the album, putting the days to bed. Oh, we also want to say thank you to everyone who came out to our Midwest tour. Like they were three awesome shows, and you guys were incredible and. Everybody was lovely, and thank you. Thank you. All the venues were lovely. All the cities were lovely. All the people were lovely. It was amazing. I'm also was, um, I'm sorry that if I met you and I was very drunk. Very Chicago, nope. just to, that's just for the Chicago audience. They, every, I feel like the other ones you held your, your shit together I for. have no memory. Is that problematic? That's, a, that's I would say, yeah, inherently The a name problem. of this, this tour is Justin is not as drunk as last time, so I hope you'll come out. The tour. The tour. <laughs> uh, we also want to say what? Follow us on Twitter and Facebook so you don't miss those yeah, announcements. This is enough. This is we put these people through enough. Okay, There's we love a lot you. of excitement so far. We love you, Griffin. Last Yahoo. Yeah, this final Yahoo was sent in by Zoe Kensky. Moving up that fucking ladder. Maybe Move. that's her thing. Up the ladder. No, it doesn't work. Zoe Kensky, I'll think of something. Thank you, Zoe. It's by Yahoo Answers user Engineer Adam who asks. My life hasn't been the same since Pluto lost its planet recognition. <laughs> <laughs> Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Kiss your dad. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Oh, hey there, everybody. I'm Guy Branham, and welcome to Pop Rocket, a new weekly show picking over the pop culture we all love to love. With me to talk TV, film, music, and anything else entertaining are journalist Margaret Wobbler, academic, writer, and DJ Oliver Wang, digital strategist Winter Mitchell, and comedian Santina Muha. It's an intellectual and incredibly snark-filled discussion about pop culture by five cranky Hollywood 30-somethings. No name-calling, no rudeness, just straight talk and a lot of role-play. I'm only 30-something for another year. Me too. And I don't <laughs> tell anybody I'm 30-something. Pop Rocket comes out every week from MaximumFun.org.